You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. And Greg Swan, he was going to join us in the box. I can actually see him at the top of the grandstand <laughs> on the other side. but not be bothered uh, walking up those stairs. He just couldn't be bothered coming to see us, but uh, he has joined us nonetheless. How are you, Swanee? <laughs> oh, look, I've got a suit and tie on. We've got a president's function. I would have sweated up coming up there. It's actually quite warm today. It is extraordinarily uh, <laughs> humid up here, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. Um, had a little bit of rain during the week, which this time of year is fairly unusual. And as you, know, as you say, it's cloudy and uh, a little bit humid, but it's supposed to... Um, burn off the clouds, so hopefully this afternoon will be good. Yeah, nice and dry and uh, not too humid. A wind does wonderful things to a footy club, and you've been shorter than this year despite playing pretty encouraging footy. What does what has that win on Sunday done? Yeah, look, I think you're right. It's you know the, the coaches always talk about the nourishment. You know, you can keep telling the group that they're going okay and they're improving in certain areas, but unless you get the wind along with it, it's sort of it's a hard sell. So, yeah, the win last week obviously gave uh, yeah gave the whole place a bit of a lift, and and it does you know give you encourage give us encouragement about you know we're on the right path, and and now the trick for us is obviously you know to win today and hopefully string a few together in the back half of the year because um, you know I think our percentage is in the low 80s. We've been competitive, but we haven't got over the line. But now's our chance. We hope that you know by winning this we can actually. Uh, you know, get on a bit of a roll. Were you getting to the stage where you you were getting a bit worried about the lack of victories? Oh, look, you always talk about it because, I mean, ultimately it's a win-loss business, you know, and Fags has obviously been around a long time and so have I and all the, you know, David Noble. So we, yeah, we, as we said, we kept sort of telling a message and telling the guys that, you know, our KPIs and everything we do is, are getting better. And But, yeah, we hadn't transferred that into wins. And there were some games that we probably should have or could have won that we maybe a little bit of an experience or we... You know, panicked and um, you know didn't get it done. But uh, yeah, hopefully now you know some of the guys like the encouraging piece last week with guys like Jared Berry and Hugh McGluggage and Alex Witherden and Cam Rayner, the rising star. You know, the young blokes really contributed as well. I mean, Beamsy and Steph Martin were terrific. But the young guys are playing with some reasonable footy in the last few weeks, so hopefully that can keep going as well. As you said, you've been around for a while, Swanee. So you've you've seen these builds before. Just looking ahead to 2019, have you got a feel yet for what you you might be? If all things going well and you get an equal run with injury, about where you might be able to, to grow to even as soon as next year? Yeah, look, you know what it's like. It, those close wins, like if we if we won some of those games, we'd be you know, six odd wins or maybe even seven if we. If you really gave us, if you were generous with some of them, but you know, I think, I think in our case, those young guys, the first and second year is primarily. I look some of the thirds, like Eric Hipwood and Harris Andrews, are only in their third year. So, you know, you know, having been around a while and you've worked with various coaches and listened to commentators, you know, these guys need to get 50, 60 games in them, do three or four pre-seasons, and, and you know, it can change really quickly. Um, 
So yeah, no, look, we, we think two nineteen and two twenty is really exciting because you know we've we've got some talent. We're getting the games into them, um, and you know we're not far away. I mean, after the game last week, week uh, Fakes put a ladder up and. You know, just sort of said that Collingwood was second and we got beaten a kick. I think Port were third, we got beaten a kick. Um, you know, so we said, look, we're not far away from the, you know, the, the teams that are in the top echelon, so we just have to stick at it and hopefully uh, we can turn some wins, uh, you know, some close losses into some wins. So, yeah. Swanee, you mentioned Harris Andrews there. Can you give us an update on where he's at, the progress that he's making? Will he play footy again this year? Look, it's... Uh... We're not sure. He, he gets more scans on Monday. Uh, I saw him yesterday. He did a, did a scat test on Thursday, failed it, but not by much. He's feeling better. Um, doesn't have any headaches. Just struggling a bit at the minute to concentrate, the thing he said. It's just that's the bit that's been uh, probably a bit slower coming to fruition. Just He just feels a bit vague at the minute. But he said he's getting better. So, look, we're, we're guided by the Medicaid here. You know, if there's any doubt, he won't play. Um, if you know Harris, he's keen as mustard to get back. But you know, we'll, um, he, he also knows that unless he's 100, percent that it won't happen. So the scan on Monday should determine whether the bleeding on the brain's dissipated, and then post that, he can. You know, he, he's able to walk only at the moment. So you know, once the uh, brain bleed sort of gets sorted, then he can probably get back into training, and then we'll just take it from there. But I, I wouldn't have thought. You know, it's going to be four or five weeks minimum, I would have thought, even on, on, a, on its best case. So, yeah. Do you Greg, have to adjust the way or talk to Harris about the way he plays, Swanee? Do you think that that'll be a discussion you have to have, given what we've seen with Jonathan Brown across the journey with these repeat incidents? Yeah, look, he's, he's incredibly brave in, in the air, especially. Like, you, yeah, you're right. But, I mean, the incident that happened, he was back with the flight of the ball and because he's actually a really good reader of the play and a good zoner, so he's always sort of coming off and helping, you know, the, the, the next pair down, if you like. So you're right, that's something that uh, folks will talk about. But it's, and you know yourself, King, it's hard to train that out of people, you know. Yeah, it's, like, yeah. it's like a natural thing, they just do it. And, mm. um, but, you know, it was interesting, you know, after that happened and the debate about some coaches saying that people, you know, be smarter, um, nobody's going to kill you if you don't uh, go back for the flight. So hopefully... You know, and look, I have no doubt that subconsciously it might make him change a little bit because, uh, you know, it was a big hit. He's, uh, he, you know, he had a, the first week he had a really sore sternum where he'd hit the ground. I think he hit chest first and might have sort of tweaked a couple of um, rib cartilages. So he was, re- he was struggling more to breathe than the headache part at one stage. But that's, that that's fixed itself. So um, never, never paid yeah. the bills going back with the flights. One of you know that <laughs> people get hurt doing that stuff. I was never a fan. Um, no. Can I ask you about the? We talk a lot about the impact of, of Luke Hodge on a young group. If you were say you were to put yourself in the Gold Coast Sun situation at the moment, would you recommend that they go down that path with a senior, experienced player who may not be able to play their best football, but can educate these young kids and just show them? The professionalism and just let us in a little bit on on what Hodgie's done for your your guys. Oh, I don't I don't think there's any doubt about that. Especially you know the, the younger you are, the more that you need that sort of on field guidance. You know, and he, it's you know it's interesting. Last week it's before the Freo game, I was talking to some of the Freo people about it, and um, you know, and, it, and it's hard. Like I'm giving massive raps what he's done here, and then people look at you and go, oh yeah, but you've only won one game at that stage. But it's not so much that. It's just the way. 
you know, he's the on-field general. He gets them all in spaces. I mean, we just think that, yeah, Harris, before he got hurt, we thought he was nearly an all-Australian defender. Well, you know, that's because Hodges helped him. Alex Witherden's playing better every week. Um, you know, Darcy Gardner, like, he's still only a young fella as well. And, and if you talk to them about the influence he's had, I mean, they just they can't speak highly enough. So, and Fag's always thought that that was the case. It's, it's all very well and good, you know, you're telling people what to do from the box, but on the ground's where it happens, and... He's been uh, outstanding in that space for us. And, you know, uh, having not done, you know, we had a fair debate about it because, you know, we've probably, you know, everyone wants to play youth, 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 but it's been uh, for us um, a a fantastic uh, get to get him in and and help these young blokes get better. And, look, he's playing, like last week he was really solid. The week before he got coaches' votes, he's actually playing really well too. So that's... That's a bonus too. So, so, so yeah. if Mark Evans rang you, Swanee, and said, "Look, you know, we're in this position where we might lose some senior players. Where we, we'd like to to get like a, a Jared McVeigh or someone like that," you'd say, "Yeah, that that's you know, it's a good idea if you get the right." Yeah, oh, look, I think Mark, yeah, Mark could know that anyway. Oh, no, but... no, no, GWS sort of did a similar thing when they had all the kids. You know, they got Luke Power and. Um, you know, it's, it's about the person that comes in as well, you know, and, and they, they all know that their best foot is behind them, but, and they know what they're here for. And I think that's, uh, you know, even some of those young GWS guys, I think they talk about, uh, Chad Corns and, you know, the Loki Powers and I think, uh, James McDonald was there for a bit. You know, yeah. those guys, uh, invaluable. And, um, I mean, even just looking out the ground now and, might be a bit biased, but I see Beansy's having a chat to Daisy Thomas. Well, Daisy will be doing that with the, the Carlton young blokes down the back, you know, just trying to help them play better footy and things. So, yeah, you can't you can't underestimate the value of that experience and, um, you know, and if they're willing to uh, help with the education of the young blokes, it's, it's, a, it's a huge plus for you. Greg, what about the build-up for today's game? Um, coming in as favourites, have you... Have you, have you, have you notice any difference in the in the temperature of the group of, of coming in as you know expecting to win today yeah we, we spoke about that it's the first time for a while we've been favorites uh we spoke earlier in the week about trying to win you know two in a row and then even seeing what happens post that so um no the confidence is the confidence is good obviously on the back of last week um but you know, we know Carlton have been, other than that sort of half against Freo, where, I don't you know, it was a bit of an aberration. They've been pretty solid as well. They've been competitive. You know, last, I think they were level with Collingwood at three-quarter time last week, saying, um, you know, they've been pretty good as well. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's a good test for us. I think one of the other things we've pushed is, you know, both, both lists have got those, you know, really exciting young talent. We're probably going to be battling against each other for the next four or five years as we hopefully come up the ladder. So it's a good chance to maybe put a stamp on that to, to show uh, that maybe our kids are better than theirs. And we'll see what happens. Maybe I'm wrong, but we'll see. Swanee, can I ask you something a little bit uh, off-beam? The, the footy department cap, the, the cap spending to, as an equalisation measure, do you feel that that, that, that is actually a viable, workable model given how hard it is for you guys to get peripheral staff or assistant coaches and, and, and the like uh, to build to build your program given the challenges of being up north yeah. do you think that do you think that that's still a viable measure uh, yeah it's a good question because one of the you're, you're right when we chase people to come here there's probably obviously if, if they're a Victorian there's 10 Victorian clubs they might have a choice to go to and then we might have to pay a little bit extra to get them up here at the moment we're under that cap so we're, we're okay in that space but 
yeah, I remember even back when I was at Collingwood, and you know, I know it was, on, it was an on-field thing, but you know we had the retention allowance up here. I think it was about six hundred grand, and then it, it disappeared. But it's a similar thing with the players. You, you, you all invariably to keep them. There's a little bit of a premium on it to, um, you know, because the managers are smart enough to say, oh, there's a lot of interest in Victoria, and so you might just pay a little bit of a premium to keep keep the playing list together. So look, as we grow, that might become a challenge. But at the moment, it's not too bad. Do you think you probably... need an extra allowance? Do you think that it would be wise for the AFL to give give a bit extra for those those challenged clubs up north? Uh, look, it, it could do. Like, there's a few levers to pull. It's a bit like, um, you know, the debate now about what happens in Queensland, we'll say, with the Suns. But, you know, there's there's obviously the money aspect, which is what you're touching on. But I think the AFL haven't pulled the lever as hard as they possibly could with the, the picks, you know, like the priority pick. And I know there's been debate about the priority pick or, you know, whether if you've missed the finals for a certain amount of time, you just get it automatically and some of those debates. I think they they're important as well because... If you can fix the on-field, then the off-field and the money side of it actually takes care of itself. I mean, even... I mean, this is an example this week. So, on Friday, uh, last Friday, we had an estimate of this game of about 16,500. And then we won on, uh, whatever it was, Sunday. And then Monday and Tuesday, we sold uh, nearly 4,000 tickets. You know, so people are out there waiting for you to win. So if that can be helped, whether it's, you know, a pick at the end of the first round or whatever it is, uh, I think that's that's also important, and that'll help with you know with our finances and everything else that happens. But you know that's something that um, the AFL will probably look at uh, hopefully over the next few weeks. Are you before we let you go, Swanee? Are you prepared to trade whether it's pick one, two, or three you get to to get a player up here? Oh look, I mean, yeah, we've always. I mean, we had a few first rounders last year and traded. Pick 12 for Charlie Cameron, and so yeah, we'll, we'll trade for the, for the right person. I mean, he was only 23, he fitted perfectly what we needed. It was just unfortunate he got hurt because he was uh, yeah. he was having a ripper year, and um, you know, and he's exciting and brings people to the game and all the things that you want. So yeah, no, we, we've shown that we're prepared, prepared to do that. It's a pretty good draft, certainly at the top end. So yeah. it'd have to be a pretty special deal for us to do something, but. You just, you know, we're, we're, we never go in with linkers on, that's for sure. So if, it's, if there's a good deal to be had, we'll try and do it. Swanee, we appreciate your time, even if you didn't quite make the effort to <laughs> walk across the ground and come up and see us up on high. Well, I can see you. Actually, I, yeah, anyway, it's a long way up, isn't it? Anyway, <laughs> it right. is. Uh, thanks, for your, th- thanks for your time right. and good luck today. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.